Hi, welcome to Daily Bread with Jam, a podcast by the Holy Spirit You Channel. My name is Michelle. We are an inclusive channel. We are whosoever will. God is whosoever will. He gave his love, his light, his life, that all the families of the earth may be blessed. So we are a judgment-free zone. We share information with the expectation. I share information with the expectation that you would not only be challenged, but that you would find God in your circumstance and in your situation, and that most importantly, you know that God loves you. He is not a respecter of persons. He is a respecter of choices. He gave us the opportunity to make choices for ourselves. We are held accountable for those choices, but as far as we are concerned with each other, how we treat each other is a reflection of how we think about how we love God or not. All of that being said, excuse me, welcome. Thanks for being here. Today we're talking about the wrestling. The wrestling. That is the topic on Daily Bread with Jam today. So let's get right into it. Genesis 32. Read the whole thing. I'm just going to read a part of it today. We're talking about Jacob, who is not yet Israel. We're talking about Jacob. We're talking about, let me change the title a little bit. I just felt a little nudge in my spirit. The wrestling that leads to the blessing. The wrestling that leads to the blessing. As we know, for those of you that have read read the account in Genesis 32, um, it's starting, it's, it, the saga, so to speak, really starts way before 32, but we see a culmination in 32. And Jacob was left alone. I'm starting in verse 24. Genesis 32, 24, King James Version. And Jacob was left alone. And there, whatever place he was, he was, he was on a journey out of Laban's house into his own place space, land. And he was left alone. And there, at that place where he was alone, wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. Understand that he had already been met by a company, a host of angels. So the, the, the reference to a man is more a reference to a spiritual person in the form of a man. We are all spirit first. So that's why this is, this is not somebody just walking up on him to fight. This is a battle between the spirit of God and the flesh, God and humanity. We've seen it. That's what this book is about. The whole book of the Bible is about that. And so we see it in this, this key event. And there he wrestled with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he, the person, the angel, saw that he prevailed not, this is how hard he was fighting, he, Jacob, he prevailed not against Jacob, he touched, he touched, he just touched it, the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with them. Now, I'm sitting here just cringing, I've read this story countless times before, or this account of this event, 
countless times before, and for some reason, today I can feel that pain. We get a twinge today, and it's like, oh, my goodness. But his whole, his, his whole thigh was out of joint. If you've ever had anything, and I, I don't know that this is the thing. I'm not trying to imply that this was the thing. But if you've ever had anything like sciatica or anything, a groin pull, a groin tear, hamstring, I want you to think about the fact that he's wrestling through that type of pain. And the person slash angel said, let me go for day breaking or day breaks. Anytime you see ETH in the King James, it's an S in our language today. So he said, let me go for day breaks. In the King James, when you read it, it's going to say F, break S. That's a lot of times why we don't want to read it. But if you understand how to translate it for yourself, meaning make it simpler for you to read, then just read it that way. For day breaks. And he said, I will not let thee, you, thee is you, go, except thou, you, bless me. Except that you bless me. And he, the angel, said unto him, what is your name, thy name? Thy is your. And he said, Jacob. And he said, now this was the blessing. See, this is, this is miles, literal miles, eons, eras, whatever you want to say, away from how we think today. The blessing was in the changing of his name. And he said, because he said, I won't, I'm not letting you go unless you, unless you bless me. So he's not only wrestling, he's negotiating, Jacob. And he, the angel said, your name shall call, be called, this is how we know it's God, because there's only one that can change names, <laughs> change conditions, change status, change character, but we have to agree to it. We have to engage in the process. The only, this, this, uh, this type of authority that's being demonstrated here only comes from God. Your name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, you have power with God and men, and you have prevailed. And Jacob then asks, and this is us, he's just been a, a blessing, uh, has just been pronounced over him, and that's what I'm, we're going to talk about, the wrestling, the blessing that comes with the wrestling, or that comes as a result of the wrestling. Jacob then still says to the angel, tell me your name, because he still perceives the angel as a, just a human, a, a human, and just a man. He's not yet comprehended what has taken place. And Jacob said, and tell me, I pray thee, I ask you, pray, it has different forms. In, in the spirit of conversation, I pray thee at that time was, I ask thee. So he's not literally praying to the person. He says, pray uh, uh, your name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask my name? Why is it that you ask after or ask for my name? And it says, and he blessed him there. He blessed Jacob there in that place where he was. And so then Jacob blessed the place with a name. Because he, then the revelation comes, and Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, or Peniel, 
For I have seen, P-E-N-I-E-L, Peniel, Peniel, correct me on my pronunciation. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. That, uh, I don't want to say it again, I'm going to spell it, P-E-N-I-E-L. Anytime you see L, it's God. Um, And he says the face of God. That's what the place meant. I've seen him. I've seen the face of God as a human. That is a precursor, a sign of Jesus coming as a man. God stepping into humanity. Peace, honor, goodwill to men. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. So that being said, we talk about the wrestling that comes, the, the, the wrestling that results in the blessing. Wrestling is something that we see throughout Scripture in different ways, in different forms, because we all go through the same process. It, does, does, it just does not all happen the same way at the same time. So I have mentioned to you in various segments, if you have heard them, if not, you can, you're, you're welcome to go listen to any of the segments that are already published. But I have mentioned to you something called a tantrum. And yes, I do mean that in, in, in the very realist sense. Jacob is basically having a tantrum right here. This is a form of a tantrum. Sometimes the form of a tantrum takes the place of, you know, you just lying down in, in the bed or on the floor crying. Uh, you don't want to get up. You don't want to do anything. Or you just sit, sit in silence. You go around yelling at things, at people, doing things. So tantrums really are manifestations in some way, okay, of wrestling. We think that it's directed at something, at someone in particular. So we want to fight because someone, or we perceive that someone did or didn't do something to us. So we're going to fight. Okay, so that's a fight. On the other hand, when we talk about wrestling and, 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 and the way Holy Spirit showed this to me is the wrestling is actually taking place internally. The spirit of God, the spirit of flesh, the spirit of carnality, the spirit of dirt is at odds with. They both, we have both, but they're at odds. God is not at odds. We just have to make the choices that give him permission to move in us. But even if you, if, after you give God permission, after you accept his invitation, because he's not going to force it on us. He gave us choice. He gave us free choice. Even after we make that choice, even if we're making it every single day, as long as we are in this vessel called a human body, we have some wrestling. Now, it shouldn't be as much wrestling as we get older. I saw something the other day. We need to be improving, and I can't remember the person that originally said it. It's a full quote that was very well said. The part that I remember is, even if we just improve by 1% a day. Now, I don't know how that's measured because we don't know where we are in the process. What is 1% compared to where I am? What is 1% compared to what I've been through? I don't know. But the concept of that is something that we need to uh, take hold of and embrace. Why? Because it at least speaks to intentionality. I've said to you before, I know I'm better than I used to be, although I'm still a work in progress, just like every one of us is. And as long as we are in this body, that's in our respective bodies, that's what's going to be the case. We never arrive. 
We should not be seeking perfection. We are seeking excellence. On the other hand, when we seek excellence, we will be perfected. Not here. That's what, that's what eternity is about. Here is where we have a chance to wrestle. And preferably not with each other, but that's what we do. Because the person that we need to be wrestling with is ourselves. But because we are neighbors, adjacent in our humanity, we are proximal in our humanity, we are close in our humanity, even though we like to treat each other like strangers, we are neighbors, it is convenient for me, convenient for you, to wrestle with the external rather than the internal. But the word of God clearly tells us these two things, you have them both in you. You have life and death in you. You have God and the other in you. You have light and dark in you. That's what you have to wrestle. That's what you have to wrestle with. That's what I have to wrestle with. The wrestling, however, when it is intended, okay, because God is not a respecter of person, he is a respecter of choices. When it is intended to help us align or to move us into a place of humility and repentance so that we can align ourselves to be led of the Spirit, we can agree with God. We can co-labor with him in the name of Jesus by the power of Holy Spirit to move in that direction, to be led in the way of Christ, to be led in the way of healing and hope and restoration and unconditional love and peace and unity and grace. Grace is what helps us to do that. The wrestling means that I'm going to fight with myself to get this flesh out of the way. Understanding still that God knows where every single one of us is in our respective processes, but we're still going through a process. We're still going through the same process. And when we agree, everybody's going through the same process, different circumstances, different situations, different cultures, different, all of the things that, are, that we like to, you know, we like to take the, the pie. You know, we like to talk about Pareto principle, 80-20. We like to take the 20% and keep splitting that rather than working on bringing it into, bringing the commonality of 80% into a greater level. We want to diminish and destroy. But he says if you wrestle with yourself to align to agree, to co-labor, and I will bring you into a place of wholeness when I have wholeness and I come together with you who also has wholeness, then we become unified in the things of God. I can't be in unity with you if we are always at odds. We can't be in unity with anyone unless there is harmony and unison within us. However, the qualification is that we also, part of the understanding of that, is knowing that as long as we are in these human vessels, there will be some level of us that will wrestle. Spiritual maturity, spiritual development means I know that, and then I have to intentionally wrestle that down so that I can continue to agree with God. 
I can continue to allow Christ to be formed. I can continue and desire. I don't just need God. I desire him. I didn't used to desire him. <laughs> not, not in the way, and, and, and understand what I mean. We all need God, whether we believe in him or not. We all need him. But then you come into a place of appreciation and gratitude and worship of God that, uh, that, that causes you to also desire him because once you've tasted of that, once you've tasted of healing and deliverance, yeah, to some degree it is a need, but it's also you want to be in that place of humility and patience. I mean, humility, well, patience too, humility and submission and repentance before God because you don't want anything other than that. You want to walk in unity, although you realize you can't 100%, because there's still aspects of us that are wrestling. There are still things in us. You and I cannot walk together until we have dealt with our stuff. And if we do agree to walk together in our stuff, then everybody has to be clear about what that means. See, a lot of us, we want to not only deceive ourselves, but then try to deceive other people into thinking that they are responsible for the messes that we are. And granted, we have all been born into this atmosphere of sin being seriously in need of healing. It's the chronic affliction of humanity, not something that you use against people personally, by the way. It is a spiritual thing. So we have that, we're in that, but there's also a deliverance that's simultaneously present. He says, with every, with every temptation, there's a way of escape. Why does he tell us that? That's in the Bible. Go find it. Go read it. Read the whole context. Read the whole Bible. Read the full gospel, even if you just read the New Testament. With every temptation, there's a way of escape. So in that statement, remember, we're talking about spiritual principles that get us, pivot us out of, springboard us out of cursing into blessing. The wrestling that comes, that comes with this results in a blessing. If we're intentional, <laughs> excuse me, no, I'm not, God, I am not letting you go until you bless me. Okay, no problem, I'm going to change your name, because then... The name establishes your character, and that's what I'm working on. I'm working on you understanding the transformation, saith the Lord, that I am bringing to you by my spirit. Pentecost is not just the day Holy Spirit was poured out. Pentecost was signaling the dispensation of the same spirit that is in Christ for our transformation into Christ-likeness. Okay, I'm going to change your name. Transformation. Name is indicative of character. That's why names are so important. That's why we have to look at the etymology of words, at the etymology of things. What does it mean at the root? You don't have to be a Bible scholar for this. This is stuff you can just look up. If you want to know it and understand it, that these things are not arbitrary. God is not an arbitrary God. He knows you by name, but he also knows you by heart. 
So the wrestling continues. The wrestling to some degree will be present with us as long as we are in this earth, on this earth. But when we commit to a lifestyle of repentance, to a lifestyle of forgiveness, lead us not to temptation to deliver us from all evil. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive. So, so many of us walk around presuming we're forgiven, but we carry unforgiveness. That says that you're calling God a liar because he says, if you have been forgiven, you will also be able to forgive. If you have received the forgiveness that I have provided for you, then you have no problem with forgiving. Even in that, he's telling us the principle, but he's saying, I also know there's wrestling. Because I know that your flesh is still at work. I know your flesh is still pushing up on you. But with every temptation, I have provided a way of escape. Telling the principle, demonstrating it, and then saying, <laughs> I mean, what, what else is there to say? We will never figure God out, but there are some things that, that are so basic to understanding at least the the, the the top, the, the minimal layer about him is that he's not, he, he's not a liar. There's no lie in him. There's no darkness. There's no shadow of turning. There is, no, there is none of what we have and what we wrestle with in God. But he understood and he understands and he comprehends it through his son Christ who went through all of it yet remains sin free. <clears throat> You know what, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little secret. It's kind of funny to me, and I know, I, I know it's annoying to you, possibly annoying to you. When I have to clear my throat a lot when I'm doing these podcasts, let me just say, <laughs> just, to clear, just to clarify, I don't have to clear this, my throat this much unless I'm doing this podcast. So it's, it's just interesting to me, but we're going to work with it. And I appreciate your patience, and I appreciate you walking with me in it. All of that being said, God is faithful who promised, even when we're not. He's not telling you and me to fix it. He's telling you and me to commit to him. He's invited us to do that. He didn't demand it. Right? We think we can go around telling people, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. Well, to some degree that's true. We have to keep order. But the order that we like to keep is generally something that benefits us, not benefits the whole. It's me and mine. Right? Me and the people I pick. God said, no, I did this for all of you. All of you got the same rules to follow by, I mean, to follow, or to abide by. That's what I was trying to say. Everybody gets the same set of rules to abide by. You all might have 25 different flavors of ice cream. There is only one process that gets you to me. And I'm telling you what that process is. However, I have also done everything for you. I have given you day after day after day. I continue to give you mercy every single day that there is a day. And then within the day, I give you the grace to make up your mind or to change your mind. I give you examples. I put before you life and death. Therefore, I'm telling you and I told you what to do. Choose life. The challenge is you don't understand the fact that your flesh is going to keep pushing up on you, so you treat it like it's just, oh, this is just me. This is just what I do. He is, God is not judging. He's already judged. God is not judging us. He's already judged. That's why Jesus came. He already judged it. My job is not to judge you. Yours is not to judge me. We are to observe and understand the difference between life and death. 
We are to understand, oh, okay, that's not quite what God said. Well, all of us are supposed to do that. And we're supposed to start with our own selves. But we would rather wrestle each other than to actually wrestle the person that needs to be wrestled down, and that is us. That's the flesh in us. The blessing doesn't come without the wrestling. And for some of you, I need you, I need you to take a deep breath right now because that might be a relief to you. Stop going around trying to pick fights with people. Deal with your stuff. Deal with your stuff with God. If you notice, it says Jacob was alone. He wasn't with his people. He wasn't around anybody he knew because he sent them ahead. And he says he was alone. Most of us, there was a time in my life I couldn't stand to be alone. I, I didn't even know why. I didn't care what was going on. I just needed to be around people. Even though I might have not liked what was going on, I, I didn't want to be alone. It was better than being alone. And some of you are in that place today. I praise the Lord for being delivered out of that. Because some places you're just not supposed to be. It may be the best thing since sliced bread, but guess what? The Lord might tell you you're not supposed to be there. You need to be over here doing what I told you to do. So we need to stop picking these fights. And, and even if we think we're supposed to pick fights with each other, we better check ourselves first. Why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I really don't like this person and I need to displace all of this frustration and anger that I have? Why am I doing this? What is this about? Have I repented? If that is my intention, if it is truly my intention to follow God, is that what I'm doing? Or am I just saying that and then using the occasion to take a license to sin? Paul said it. Grace is not a license to sin. Y'all are, y'all are not quite understanding that grace is not here for us to continue to sin. When the deliverance not only draws nigh, it is manifested. The wrestling brings about the blessing. Why? Because the wrestling puts the flesh down and allows the spirit of God to rise. I will humble myself. I decrease so that he can increase. How do you decrease? You got to wrestle. How do you humble yourself? You got to wrestle. Because ego surely enough is screaming. Oh, yo, you got this. You good. You all that in the bag of potato chips. You want some fries to go with that shake? Whatever it is we like to say. And that's not to say that we don't need encouragement. We need to be encouraging each other. But we also need to be challenging each other in the best way. You putting me down is not a challenge to me. It's just going to tell me that you don't know God or that you're playing knowing God, or that you're having a bad day. But you telling me about everything I did wrong, didn't do, didn't, uh-uh, that, nope. Not sitting through that. We have to understand things about ourselves before we can tell anybody anything about themselves. We might be going through things at the same time. That is a point of not commiseration, but compassion. Oh, I understand. I know this is tough. Let's, let's do what we can to get each other through this. Because the thing's not going, think about it. 
It doesn't matter how hard we yell, we scream, we do whatever it is we think we're supposed to do to ourselves or to each other. It's not going away. We've got to go through it. Cancer was not my choice, but I had to go through it. I don't care how much I cried. <laughs> I don't care how long I waited for God to, quote, unquote, heal me, nearly almost dying because of that, because, well, if, if I have faith, then I don't need to go to the hospital. That's a bunch of baloney. God will heal you in the way that he chooses. Some people may get a touch. Some people may have to go to the hospital and get a touch. But all of it, after we realize that God is God and he will use what he will use. Because he told me, so he said, yeah, I could. But we're gonna go, we got to go through this. You're going to have to go through chemo. You're going to have to go through the process. God is not changing his process for us. So if we want these things that we say we want, we, well, where is God in the situation? God is waiting for you to give him permission to do what he needs to do in and through your life. That's where he is. He is sitting in the stands, in the room, in the stands. He's spectating. He's waiting for you to get a clue, waiting for me to get a clue. That's where God is. waiting for you to stop giving lip service to, to, to things and actually to become what you say you want to be. To give him permission to transform, to give him permission to change your name, to give him permission to help you with your character, to give him permission to, to help you with those things that may be temptations for you. For with every temptation, I have given a way of escape. Why does he say that? Because I've been through them all. He's not saying that as... I'm better than you, so I did this. He's saying that out of love because he doesn't want us to be in situations and circumstances that he already delivered us out of. The challenge is we don't know how to access the deliverance. And I'm telling you right now that the way that you access deliverance is by wrestling down the flesh, humbling yourself, repenting of sin, and allowing yourself, turning from our individual and collective wicked ways, Understanding that we're all afflicted by this, that you don't get to pick on people just because you don't do X, Y, Z. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything because you also don't have a story about your deliverance. You also don't have a story of love and compassion. Springboarding out of cursing into blessing means I have to love you enough to want you to know that you're loved by God. I want you to be blessed. Whatever area of it in your life, God knows where we all are. He knows what we all need. We want to act like we're doing him a favor. We are not. He's trying to continually, every day, just remember. Remember what the day is for. Remember what this day is for. Whatever this day is when you hear it. Because it won't be tomorrow. Whatever day you hear this, it's today. God is not a God of condemnation. He's not running around telling everybody what's wrong with them. He's saying, okay, if you don't want that in your life anymore, or if you need, you're not sure how to do this, or you need a friend, or you need comfort, or you need peace, or you need joy, or you need unconditional love, I'm here. I've already taken care of it. I just need you to walk with me through this process. 
He doesn't call it a process either. It's a walk. Walk with me. Follow me. He's not trying to beat us over the head. That's never been God. He's saying, okay, I'm, I'm, I've, I've taken care of this. Read the New Testament if you've got challenges. Just read the New Testament. The law is fulfilled in and through Christ. So he's saying, I don't need you to, I, 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 I don't need you to do any of it except give me permission. Just agree with me. Co-labor. Let's work together. Collaboration. Co-labor. We want to talk about what we know, where we've been. How, okay, that's fantastic. We should celebrate. But if you're going to celebrate your achievements, let's celebrate the achievements of, of all humans who have achievements, not just the, the few that we pick. I know there are people in this world that lo- work longer and harder than I have ever thought about working, and I know they get no credit. And so I'm asking God, I've asked God to bless whether we consider them high or low, doesn't matter, whether we know them or not, whether they look like us or not. He died. He gave himself to bless all. All is all. The wrestling brings about the blessing. It doesn't mean that the Lord walked up to me one day and said, okay, your name is... um, I'm going to change your name from Michelle to something else. Understand the principle behind that, though. It may not manifest in that way. That's why I tell you all, read the whole thing. Understand the principle. We go looking at, oh, they got this, and this means this, so that's what I want. I want I'm, going to, I'm going to ask the Lord for, um, say, I, all, all I want is wisdom so then I can get all the money that Solomon had. It doesn't work like that. That's what it worked like for Solomon. The principle is still in place. The manifestation may not look like that because you're not Solomon. Understand the principle. Stop looking at the outcomes and trying to bypass everything else, thinking that you can fool God that way. We cannot. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, that shall you reap. Meaning, he not only knows what you're sowing, he knows why you're doing it. Them that sow in tears will reap in joy. Tears symbolizes humility, humble hearts. I can't do this anymore, Lord. I'm at my end. He says, nope, you're going to reap in joy. Keep it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you've got to crawl, come on. And we're up here beating people down, telling them who they're not, who they're not, who they cannot be. It is an affront before God, and he already knows that. When we should be encouraging each other, no matter where we are in our walk. We don't know. We don't know why someone is in the situation. Oh, well, if they would have done, mm-hmm, right. Okay, just remember that. <laughs> just remember, because you will be asked about it again, and not by me. You want deliverance? Deliverance is here. There used to be a time, deliverance draws nigh. No, deliverance is here. Now, if you want to give God the strong arm and tell him he's not welcome in your life, that doesn't mean he disappears. That just means you can't see him. It means you won't experience him in your life. doesn't mean he's left the room. He can't leave the room and still be ever-present. 
we dismiss him and say he's gone. <laughs> we think we slick. We're not. There's nothing new under the sun, which means that God saw us coming. And I say that facetiously because he knows the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end, and everything in between. The things that we used to deny him, he gave us. Oh, I don't know if I can forgive them. Okay, well, then that means that you have not been forgiven or have not received the forgiveness of God. Because once you receive that, you can't argue with it. Even if you cry over it. Even if you go to the Lord and you say, you mean I, again? <laughs> he says 70 times 7, right? And we always look at that. And we shake our heads 70 times 7. And guess what? Yep. Go listen to my segment about we are each other's test. In the good and in the bad. We are each other's test. We don't grow at the same rate. We don't know what God has planned for us or how it's going to manifest. We know what God has desires for us. But we don't know each other's choices and why we make the choices that we do. God says, I know the whole thing. And so when I bring someone into your life across your path, you need to seek me and trust me in that situation. And I will tell you what to do because you don't know what's going on, even though you're going to act like you do. Deliverance has not drawn nigh. It's here. It's not draweth. <laughs> deliverance draweth nigh. No, deliverance draws nigh. It was, that's past tense. Deliverance is present. Victory is present. Holiness is present. Righteousness is present. That's not our job to take on God's characteristics and claim it for ourselves while we're still treating people like dirt. Because guess what? He's going to call us on it. He's going to give us the grace to change. He's going to give us the grace to agree with him for our own transformation. And even if he lets us, can think about this, even if he lets us continue for a lifetime seemingly not being accountable, wait for the transition. Because it's coming. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever. Whatsoever you sow. Whatsoever I sow. That's why I'm trying to make sure I got the right seed. And even if I don't know what the right seed is, I am seeking the Lord. Please don't let me plant anything that I am going to regret harvesting later. This isn't a game. We're not calling the shots here. We've never been in control. Control is a myth. God is in control. Say it like you mean it. We may not like it. We may think we know better, but we don't. That's the reality. I can't deliver you as much as I want, might want you healed, whole, and delivered. I can't do that. I can ask God to bless you because what that blessing means for you is going to bring life to you regardless of your circumstance. You need to know that God loves you above all things. He loves you, but he also loves me. And he also loves everybody in the whole world. We are the ones that are making the choices. He's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of choices. It's the wrestling that brings about the blessing. So what are you wrestling with? Don't tell me you're wrestling with somebody else that did something because he already told you. Okay, they're going to do, you're going to be offended. Just don't take the offense. And if you take the offense, then not only do you have to repent, you also have to forgive. Now. 
tell me that's easy. No, it's not easy, but it's simple. The principle is the same. There are times when I will literally say, Lord, I, can't, I really can't talk to you about this right now. I'm not denying him. He already knows that. He already knows I don't want to talk to him about it. I'm just articulating, letting him know, look, I know we need to talk about this. I know there are some things I need to do, but I just need a moment. And I promise you, God prefers that honesty from us than he does us walking around here thinking one thing on the outside, trying to act like something, I mean, inside, and acting like something else on the outside. He said, that's your problem right there. Your problem is you look on the outside, I look on the inside. Then he said, he also tells us, he tells us this all over the scripture. He's telling us, he's saying, I'm giving you, I'm telling you this for a reason because I know how y'all are. Of course I'm paraphrasing, but you understand what I'm saying. Everybody wanted, caught this woman, literally caught her in the act. We do this today. Literally catch somebody in the act of doing something. And that's why God is counterintuitive. You talk about intuitive all you want. If If I go into a website, I want it to be intuitive, trust me. But I'm also grateful that God is counterintuitive. Why? Because caught in, 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 in the, 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 the time of this account, it was such that a woman, not a man, could be stoned if she was caught in a not-so-favorable position according to the time. Jesus turns that whole thing on, there, on the head, and he says, um, uh, and this is to the point of us, all of us being seriously in need of healing. He says, so people want to focus on what was Jesus writing. Does it matter? Here's what he said. He said, let he who is without sin, seriously in need of healing, cast the first stone. That wasn't there, by the way. I think it wasn't there. But he is also making a statement, not just to that situation, but to everybody that would read about it in the Bible. He's saying, yep, you caught her in the act. You caught her in the physical act. But I'm telling you right now, I know your heart. I know all of the sin you're committing that nobody sees. I know all of the deeds, the dirty deeds you're doing in your own heart and in your own heart and mind. I know all of that. Spirit, soul, then body. So you want to catch her in the act of doing something physically. I've already, I've already nailed you. I've already nailed you. So go ahead. Throw the, go ahead, stoner. Throw the, whoever, whoever, go ahead. Throw the first one. It's the principle. Yes, he uses these accounts of these events. He put them in there for a reason because there are principles in there. And all of them are not parables. The more parabolic, we see more parables, I should say, for us in the New Testament. It doesn't mean there aren't other parables. But every account of an event is not a parable. Don't be confused. Study to show your own self-approved. No one else can study for you. No one else can walk your process for you. Your own wrestling is going to bring about your own blessing. How do you put the spirit of carnality down? How do you put down that natural person, natural man, the human down and say, look, no, mm -mm, this way is crooked. I'm going to, I prefer to go this way because I want not just my life, not just my family, my children, generations to come to be healed and hold and restore, whole and restored. I want the blessing of God for every person. So how much are you willing to wrestle for that? Because that flesh is going to be gnawing at your, it's going to be in your ear. Then I hear him say, for every temptation, I have already provided a way of escape. 
In some cases, it might feel like six and one hand, half dozen in the other because they're both hard. And if anybody else is selling the process of God short, okay, that's on you. It's hard. It becomes easier by the grace of God when we stop taking grace as a license. It becomes easier because, because we, he has trained us up by his spirit in the way that we should go. Doesn't say we'll go. Because that is the implication there is I've given you free choice. So I'm going to train you in the way that you should go. And at some point, I believe that even in that, there's something in us that gets, when, when we get tested, it says, and when you are older, you shall not depart from it. Because the older there is not just aging, it's maturity. Meaning, we might try a few things, even though we were raised in the way we should go. We might try a few things, but at the end of the day, we will realize that we prefer life. We prefer blessing. We prefer love and peace and joy and restoration and healing and unity and self-control and patience. And all of those things, we say, oh, my gosh, this is so hard. I can't. I can't. That's what we say. I can't. We want to do us, but we can't with somebody else. Hmm. God is faithful. He's counterintuitive. He says, hey, I'm higher. <laughs> I'm higher. Then anything you can ask a thing, I'm, I'm above that. And, and I need you, to, I want you to be here with me. I'm not going to force you into it, but I've already made a way for it. I've already made a way. In my, in my house, Jesus said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told you that. So he's saying there's room for everybody. We want to talk about, oh, what does my mansion look like? Lord, help us, Jesus. The point, the spiritual principle is that there is enough room for everybody. He provides for 100% of 100%. We are the ones that split and divide and crush and destroy and berate and rate and do all of these things. He says, if you want to be with me, I will make sure that happens. If you are willing to work with me through this process in earth, on earth, then we will manifest heaven on earth together. And you will receive the benefit of that. We want blessing, but we want to live it. We want to get the blessing by cursing. Cursing ourselves, cursing God, cursing other people. He's like, uh, nope, you don't understand. That's not how it works. It hasn't worked that way. It's not going to work that way. It isn't working that way right now. Do not deceive yourself. You can make up all the rules you want to. But as far as my principles go, here's what applies. Very basic. Very hard to implement without the spirit of God, the spirit of transformation, who, after, while we wrestle, challenges us, confronts us, and changes either our names, names, and by name what I mean is, it may not be your actual name, your birth certificate name. It is part of your circumstances, or, redefine, or re, uh, redefining your character, changing your way of thinking, transforming Transforming us so that he can transform Christ. Oh, I'm sorry. Rewind. Transforming us so that he can form Christ in us. That's the blessing. 
Because God is love. And he loves you. And he loves me. But we are responsible for wrestling down the flesh in order to walk in the blessing. My name is Michelle. I love you, agape. I bless you. I appreciate you for taking the time that the Lord gave you to be here. Bless. Wrestle. Study to show yourself you approved. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's what all of that is referring to. The wrestling that comes with taming, putting down the flesh, putting it in its place so that you are not governed by the natural. You are governed by the spirit. And that is what leads us individually and collectively into a place where we can truly say, in and on earth, as it is in heaven, the wrestling that brings the blessing. My name is Michelle. Thank you for joining me today. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.